This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. There seems to be some momentum behind a movement to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot because the 14th Amendment says that if you participate in an insurrection, you basically can't be president. Let's consult with former state attorney general Rob McKenna. Our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. This seems to be a long shot. And I know that we we uh, discussed this about a week ago because of a paper that was put out by uh, a couple of judges. But now you're telling me that there are groups which are actually going to try to file lawsuits to try to keep Trump off the ballot in in uh, various states. Yeah, evidently, according to the reporting I've been reading from sources like the Los Angeles Times, there are groups like the Constitutional Accountability Center in Washington, D.C., that are planning to go to uh, the states, uh, for example, to the secretaries of state to demand that Trump be kept off the ballot uh, because they say he is disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment because he has engaged in uh, rebellion or insurrection against the United States or and or given aid and comfort to enemies of the United States. And there's this idea, at least from people who are, are supporting this uh, this type of action, that the 14th Amendment is self-executing, as in when a secretary of state sees the name Donald Trump, they look at the Constitution and say, uh, sorry, you don't qualify any more than if you were uh, not born in the United States. I, I really have a problem with that. I'm having a hard time understanding how it could be self-executing in the sense that, you know, someone has to decide that he's actually guilty, right? Now, let's let's step back for just a minute and put Section 3 uh, in context. It was adopted with the rest of the 14th Amendment after the Civil War. While its effect is not limited to people who took place in the Civil War in the 1800s, uh, it nevertheless was written in the context of an actual armed rebellion, right, uh, uh, by the South against the against the Union. And that's a that's a pretty high bar. I'm not saying that it has to be an outright civil war to apply. Uh, maybe you could be guilty of giving aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States by engaging in espionage, for example. That would be a fair argument. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Trump, well, first of all, there's two ideas here that have to be tested. One is that he himself engaged in insurrection or rebellion. That seems like a stretch. Uh, but I suppose someone could conclude that he did uh, if they really want to. But then more realistically, I guess, did, did he give aid or comfort to those who engaged in instructional rebellion? And that is a question I think is going to have to be decided by the courts. Uh, and I think the courts are going to have to weigh in and decide what constitutes insurrection or rebellion, what constitutes aid or comfort. I don't think leaving these decisions to the secretaries of state is a, a realistic option. And my understanding is that in Washington state, the secretary of state does not have the power to question the names that are submitted by the parties for the ballot. I didn't realize that until uh, a couple of years ago, about five years ago now, when two state Supreme Court justices uh, were opposed only by one opponent each. There was only one person filed against each of them. In each case, that individual was a disbarred attorney. And the secretary of state, uh, you know, was notified of this fact. And she said, well, you know, I, I don't have the power to keep them off. So um, some of us had to go to court to get the court to order the secretary of state to take their names or prevent their names from appearing on the ballot because being a member of the bar is a clear qualification and requirement to be on the court. 
So where does this go from here? I mean, let's assume that a, a lawsuit is filed here in uh, in Washington State, and I I don't doubt it will be. There's going to be an organization that will say, "Hey, I mean, this if they're doing it in other states, uh, we're not going to be left yeah. behind." W- which court considers it, and what form would that order take? I mean, if, if the Secretary of State by law can't make the decision, would there be a, an order enjoining the Republican Party from submitting his name? Yeah, that's the question. And we're in completely uncharted territory here. So even the question of whether you can or are required to file this in state court versus federal court is, is an open question. Uh, it, you know, on, on the surface, it seems to me it could be filed, such a charge or claim could be filed in state or federal court. And I think you're right. I think it would be probably in the form of an injunction, seeking a court order that the Secretary of State not place Trump's name on the ballot for president. But at the same time, again, doesn't this mean the court's going to have to decide that he's actually, you know, uh, fits within Section 3, uh, that, that he, he is disqualified? This idea that it's self-executing kind of begs the question of who decides. And so far as you know, at least in this state, there is no group that's announced they're going to try to take this approach to keep them off the ballot here. No, I haven't seen any reports, but my, my research isn't exhaustive. I looked at some of the national newspaper coverage of this, and they're quoting individuals from various activist groups and nonprofit groups who, who claim they're going to uh, to take that approach. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anyone in Washington state say specifically that our state will see such a lawsuit. It wouldn't surprise me if we did, as you pointed out, but I haven't seen reports of it yet. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thanks, Rob. You bet, Dave. Thank you.